Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in on a uh, hump day. Uh, if you have not stepped outside, I'd like to take uh, Whimsy out for uh, her little... Uh, Whimsy? Morning. I just came up with a good dog name. If I was going to have a dog today, I'd name it Whimsy. But if you've, uh, you know, had to take your dog outside, or you're like us, you you're early in the morning. Uh, the temperature's a little bit different from uh, what about 36 hours ago? Holy cow! Uh, slightly, yeah. Well, well, what happened? I, what it's happened February. It's still 80? February, Gary. It's still February. What Come happened, on. What happened to the 80 degrees? Yeah. Don't give me this. Uh, it's Nebraska. Anything can happen. No, it was 80 degrees a couple of days ago. It's going to be 80 degrees on Sunday. I go outside, and it's uh, as they say in the uh, business, it's nipply. It is. There's a nip in the air. Yes. Uh, Chicago had 70 degrees, then hail, then snow, uh, all in a matter of a day yesterday. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I, it is still February, guys. I mean, Come on. you know, we're having so much fun, we're going to have an extra day tomorrow. But uh, welcome, everybody. <laughs> Mornings with Sharp and Handley. You can't get enough of February. Uh, there is something about, like, today is the 28th of February. Normally, February would be over, kids. But because uh, we're going to do something crazy tomorrow, we just decided on a whim to add an extra day to February. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it Leap Day. And, and, and kudos to people that got married on Leap Day or their birthday is on Leap Day. You are like, uh, you know, the equivalent of dog years. What is, leap, what is leap day? Once every four years? Four years, four years yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. like dogs are, uh, they're like, you know, one year is seven. seven. Year. Yeah. Yeah, like a leap day baby. Like if you happen to be like 96 tomorrow, you're really not 96. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's how it works. Uh, but there is something special about like this time of the month. And last night was an excellent night of basketball. So you, you get all, you know, you get it all in your feels if you are looking ahead to a bracket because... It just, when basketball goes from February to March, like the end of February into March, there's just, there's like something extra special about games and results. You heard there in the open, uh, BYU went into uh, uh, Adidas Fieldhouse last night and beat KU <laughs> um, and snapped their long home winning streak and their long home winning streak against unranked teams. And Like, uh, like every, every result like matters even more this time of the year. Last night was an exceptionally good night of ball, y'all. Yes. It, it, I, and I think it was even 87 or 82 uh, games in a row that Kansas had won at home and leading at halftime, too. So you had that one as well. Uh, yeah, that was... And, and I was watching that game. I, I watched a little bit of the Iowa-Penn State game, too, which was uh, a joyous occasion. Um, but yes, this is... For Kansas, I think if you know, uh, yeah, Kevin Culler not playing, that's bad. It's, yeah, it's not good. I think KU, and I I mean, I like KU. I still think KU ends up here in Omaha. They might finish 10-8, and eight, though, in the uh, Big 12. Mm-hmm. They're good, but they've never been great. And and, and I'll tell you, so BYU, uh, if, if when Tim was in yesterday, he has... Creighton is a four. He had BYU as a five, and I'm like, oh, okay, that could be that could be an interesting matchup mm-hmm. because BYU has a bunch of shooters, and if you watch BYU play, when they're shooting it well, 
they also get off shots quick. Yeah, like they don't hesitate. It's like it's like pick and pop. It's like catch and shoot, uh, and that's what they did last night. That was a, that was an impressive victory. But um, you also have today is the start of the girls' state basketball tournament uh, down in Lincoln. Last night was the wrap up of district basketball. Uh, I went to the Westside Bryan game. I'll tell you, kudos to students. Uh, the gyms were packed across the state. Uh, they were last-second possessions, last-second buzzer beaters. There were, like, great atmospheres. Um, you know, Westside, they had to turn people away in the second quarter that wanted to get in and watch Westside and Brian. Uh, great, great night for basketball last night. This is, this is such a nice little tease for what we're going to get in March. No, and, and again, the something that you brought up yesterday is having the the over like I remember going last year and watching that Bellevue West team and, and having a chance to see you know knowing Dotsler was going to Creighton and seeing a lot of the I watched the the Lincoln East West Side game too and, and seeing a lot of the overall athletes like you see some like great athletes like ones that are going to play maybe D one football you know saw a couple of those obviously you know Caleb Benning for West Side and but when you don't have the the stars as far as D1 like we see in football. You know, you brought this up yesterday of, <clears throat> you know, people maybe kind of poo-poo a little bit of the, the state basketball product when oh, it comes they, to that when it comes to that They standpoint. don't just poo-poo Metro basketball this year. I sat next to a guy last night that just crushed Metro basketball this year as not being very good at all. Why, though? That's that I, I... It's, it's down. It is down. Okay. It, it doesn't have the star power that we've had for the last couple of years. I think it's going to be a great state tournament. I think there's a lot of deep teams. It it, it it's it's down. Well, it, 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 it's it hasn't been hasn't been a great year for Metro basketball. There, there have been now. There have been years, uh, and I cannot remember the exact year it was when uh, Lincoln Southwest and Prep played, and it was like a. I mean, it was something like thirty to twenty eight was the final. I mean, it was, it, and that was your Class A state championship game. So there wasn't a lot of scoring. I uh, saw going in the fourth quarter, you know, you had Papio South that was up by 10, but it was like 32-22 before Omaha North comes back and Sounds wins like that Virginia. one. So I, I, I would I would prefer drama like more than anything. I mean, if, if but if it's if it's basketball that you can get into, like I mentioned that prep Southwest game. And I, I remember watching that one. It, that was it was somewhat close, but it wasn't good basketball. I remember seeing better basketball with like Hastings St. Cecilia. That was the year that Zach Starrett played for St. Cecilia and C1. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, it was almost like watching them like, this is more exciting than what I saw in the Class A game. It, as long as it delivers, as long as you get good, solid games and you're, you're getting some offense, but it, it looks like good quality basketball, but you're getting those last possessions. Like the, to me, like we talked about yesterday, that, yeah. that's what brings, I, I think, yeah, more of a memorable the, state drama. Like the, yeah. The, besides the, the, what people think about the Metro uh, this year. It is pretty cool because so now the, now the state tournament is set. Again, the girls' basketball tournament starts in Lincoln today. You have, last year was the first time in, since 1971 that an OPS team had not gone to Lincoln. Omaha Central goes to Pius. And, you know, Central had scuttled a little bit at the end of the year, but they played great defense last night, and they shut down a, a pretty good Pius team. So they went on the road. They punched their ticket to state. And then, as you were alluding to, Omaha North came back. Omaha North was down 18 against Papio South. Mm. You got Chris Crutchfield in the audience. He's watching Bryson Ball of uh, Papio South play. And Omaha North came back and won that game. Uh, and that was a juiced-up atmosphere over at uh, North. But that's the first time. You know, there's there like, there a couple things that I, I didn't realize. You know, you read people's capsules and stuff, and you're talking to people. 
First time North has been to state since 15. Wow. Uh, but you have two OPS teams that are going to the state tournament. Then you also have Gretna, which goes out to Kearney. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Coach Feekin passes away earlier this year. Uh, they've got a really, really good team that they've stuck together, but they got to go on the road to Kearney. That place is packed. Uh, I saw, you know, Mike Sauter made the trip all the way out there, so I saw all of his video, and it's, you know, the brand new gym out in Carney. The place is packed, and that's a tough, you got to go on the road to punch your ticket to state, and they go out there, and they survive a last-second shot by Carney, mm-hmm. and they're going to state, which is a great story. Um, it was just, it was a great night of basketball uh, last night. I mean, it just, it, it, across the board, it was fantastic, and it also brought up something that, uh, I'll wait until next week, to uh, get on my soapbox, I hate the wild card. I I don't I I understand the wild card. I don't like the wild card. It shouldn't be a fact where you have prep sitting at home after getting beat the night before. They have to cheer for like their enemies. Yeah, like Josh Lutke has to cheer for his good friend Jim Simons. Okay, he has to go. Come on, West Side, win, beat Brian. You know, and he's rooting for people that you don't normally root right. for. Or you don't really like. Yep. You're like, hey, you know, we've had our issues with each other, but. If you could beat such and such, that would really help me. You got Pius. The Pius kids and their coaches are in the hallway outside of their locker room after they got beat by Central. They're refreshing their phones yeah. to see what's going on. I hate the wild card. I absolutely hate the wild card. That is nonsense that after you lose a game that you go, okay, let's check to see who else because we might get in. Now, Pius losing, they missed it by one point, and so Prep is in the uh, state tournament, and they take on number one seed uh, Bellevue West. But it was, great. it was a great night last night. It was it was fun. It was just great to see packed gyms because that hasn't necessarily been the case over the last few years. But student sections showed up and people from the community. Man, there were a lot of people last night that went and watched Westside and, and Brian one last time to watch uh, Amari Bynum. Um, you know, it was kind of it was kind of cool last night. That was a good night of ball. The wild card thing, by the way, I, it, I I'm so used to that. Because and we've we had it in baseball and have had it in baseball and it's ridiculous. It's it is it's a it's an odd concept. I I grant you that. It's just and I can I can look at it from the player and the coach's perspective, especially from baseball. But also you know when you looked at it in basketball, you understand that okay if you had a say a quality win, you know that it's kind of you would basically do a daily refresh of where are you in the uh, in the wild card points and and it got to that point in February. Where right before you got into districts, you kind of had a map of understanding, okay, if we at least make it this far, let's take a look at the potential matchups in the districts around us. What do we project it to be? And as long as so-and-so takes care of business, so-and-so takes care of business. Yeah, that's not how competition works. It shouldn't be. And it's like, wait a minute, we need to take care of business first and foremost, because if we do, we don't have to worry about this stuff. But you're always looking for that safety net. You lose too bad, okay? It, it, one game shot, you lost. Okay, that that and but but then you're checking to see. Okay, did such and such? No, that I. I this is my. I, I'm going to save it because I got a I got a very in depth every year that I keep adding to that I will save for next week. But congratulations, everybody that made the state tournament. Uh, man, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that it's Bell West and Miller North again. I'm not ready to make my pick, but watch out for West Side. Westside's playing really, really well right now. They held Bynum to nine points mm. last night, and they won going away. Like it, it was tied after the first quarter. The last three quarters, Westside just rolled Brian. And I don't know. This maybe this is the year for uh, Coach Simons. You know, he's he's a grinder, 
and they they're playing well. They got a good team. I it's gonna it's gonna be a good state tournament. You know, we get North and I, I just looked at the bracket. North and Central are playing each other. So you got OPS on OPS crime. Hopefully they get a big crowd, like students. Yeah, make the trip down there. That would be disappointing. It, like what you were saying about maybe attendance being down a little bit. If Omaha North and Omaha Central don't have a strong contingency, I, I would be a little bit disappointed by that. I would expect both of those, not only students and high schools, that those communities to show up for those schools, for sure. Uh, it was also cool last night. Uh, you know, you had, I, I mentioned Coach Crutchfield from Omaha was watching Papio South and North play. Uh, Nate Lesnar, and he brought his friend Fred Hoiberg with him, and they were over at Westside watching Brian play his buddy. Uh, last night. So that was that was cool to see them there. You know, I... I don't know where Nebraska stands with Bynum. They've done all the right things, uh, but there may be, you know, a poll to go where his dad played basketball at Iowa State. But but just the fact that you're you're on this run right now for Nebraska basketball, and you've won four in a row by double figures. You're in the NCAA tournament. You got a lot of momentum. People are talking about you in a positive way at the end of February instead of a negative way. You're very likable. Fred Fred is now becoming the governor of the state of Nebraska. He's actually filed paperwork. Curating. Um, but good. You know. You know who is really, and we've talked about this the last couple of days about changes on his staff, where he defined roles. He made some changes. Doc, it was time to go. Abdel Massey, someone take him off my hands. That happened. He was able to take back control. But he defined roles on his staff, and he made smart hires for his staff. His hiring of Nate Lesnar, not only for his current team, but what Nate does for basketball in this state, is pretty important. Man, Nate Lesnar is everywhere, and people know him, and you need that guy. Like, Miles had Michael Lewis, who liked recruiting mm-hmm. in the state of Nebraska, and when people said, there ain't no players in Nebraska, he said, there's a guy named Hunter Salas and Chucky Hepburn. Yes, there's players in Nebraska. And I appreciate Nate, because Nate was at the holiday tournament for, like, multiple games, and they were there last night, and they were kind of unassuming. You know, they, they, they sat, you know, in the middle by the band, by the yeah. West Side band, so it wasn't like they made a big show when they came in. But good on them for working the Metro. You know, it's you'd love to build off a momentum of a season. There's not really, like, knockdown, oh, my God, got to get that guy in, you know, like next year's class in the state of Nebraska. But to to recruit, you know, getting Frager from Southwest and then Bynum uh, in the pursuit of that. But they're, you know, just to be out and about, I think that's, I think that's pretty important. And Nate Lesnar has a lot of, he gets a lot of credit for, or for work in the state. Yeah, and I, that relationship that he's been able to build throughout the state too. We talked about that with football. When you're you're able to <clears throat> not be a stranger, you're, you, it's not uncommon to see you know, coaches from the staff show up. Which I don't want to say it necessarily was under Tim Miles, but I think that the main part about it is it's not as frequent as football as far as the amount of Division One talent, the amount of you know Power Five, Power Six talent that you're going to see uh, in basketball as you do in football. So at least you're getting in front of all of them. You're being able to you know, be visible. And, and that is something that, you know, I'll, I'll go back to when I covered high school basketball a lot. And this was even going back in from the Danny Need to Barry Collier days. Other than maybe having the state tournament, it wasn't like a lot of the, the big games that we would be doing on the radio that we would see a lot of that representation. And we would see like, oh, yeah, did you see that someone from, you know, Barry Collier's staff is in, in town? I remember the, you know, covering the, the Burke team, I think that we talked to Odson about too, when they had like Despain and Enright and DeRusso. Every now and then you would see, uh, you know, a Nebraska coach. But as far as, you know, watching Bellevue West play when they were, you know, loaded, 
they didn't necessarily have guys that were probably translating to Division One at that time. But they, you know, there was good basketball. There were some great athletes. They would be playing in some great games, uh, you know, against the West sides of the world, and you just you wouldn't see them as much. So I think just just having that consistent visibility. Uh, goes a long way, especially with a lot of the coaches that I know were either starting out at that time or you know are are now kind of getting their feet wet. That's that's a big deal, especially to promote their kids like that. Yeah, so it was cool. So uh, thanks. Uh, we uh, had uh, a handful of uh, listeners that uh, interacted with last night over at uh, Westside. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Boys State basketball tournament next week. Girls State basketball tournament starts today. I here's a stat that I did not realize when I was uh, reading uh, online today. Mike Patterson's uh, story. Millard West girls have never won a state title. Nope. Wow, so they're the number one seed. Uh, they're they're really good. They're twenty four and one. Their only loss is to the mighty dragons of Johnston, Iowa. Uh, I and I, and they've been they've been good in girls basketball, but I didn't realize they'd never won a state title. I mean, yeah. It's not like we just opened the doors at Millard West yesterday. <laughs> right. No, uh, in fact, I was there the day they did that. I was in uh, nineteen ninety five. Um, they've had some good teams. There's there's never been a team that I can I. I would even wonder have they been to a state championship game? Uh, yeah, they have finished runner-up. Three okay, times. they did. Okay, yeah, that I, I knew that they've made state tournament several times. They've had a couple of good teams. Uh, you know, back even when Kip Colony was the coach there, uh, when I was playing, they were they were building the program pretty well. But it, at that time, especially in the early two thousands, a lot of it went to Miller North. Yeah. Miller North and Millard South were the, 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 girl, the girls' programs. Both have won state championships right. recently. Right. And I mean, even even back then, too, Millard South was was very good under Rich Olson. So, yeah, it's it's kind of in a way you kind of feel like it's Millard West turn to finally get that because, yeah, I mean, the program itself and really all three schools have done excellent in basketball and they've had good feeder systems. I know countless parents that have their kids that are in their feeder systems. So, yeah, it is kind of a, a shock. But, yeah, it's 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 basically their turn right now. Yeah, you can watch the uh, Gesser twins. Mm hmm. Nora Neely, who uh, are a nice, uh, nice combo, and uh, there'll be a lot of attention on Britt Prince as Elkhorn North goes for the fourth straight state title. Uh, they don't play today. Uh, I know A plays today, but they play at the Pinnacle Bank Arena in the Devaney Center. One of my also uh, things that you may not know uh, about this time of the year is my rant against wild cards, and I think single-handedly I got games taken out of the high schools. Uh huh. I think it, I, I think it I think it was ridiculous that you come to Lincoln and play in the state tournament. You got to be stuck oh, in a high school. Yes, that's uh, that was absolutely that was not the right thing. And I'm glad that they they expanded yeah. the tournament and they make sure that you are playing in the Devaney Center or Pinnacle Bank Arena. Did you rally the cry? Oh, I I don't have to rally the cry. I think people are like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I I, I work my butt off all year yeah. to get to the state tournament, and just because we're D two, we're stuck playing at Southeast. It was a it was an odd thing to go into Lincoln Northeast or Lincoln Southeast, and you've got like the state basketball atmosphere, and yet just it, it feels so flat. And look, I'll give. No, lot- I don't think it was flat. I think the the atmospheres were good, but just the experience yeah, for a player absolutely. is where I was at, and that's where I'm at with the experience. Yeah, flat. I mean, I, yeah. the, the high school game when David Winch at Winnebago's playing at Southeast right. is a little bit different feel. It's just. I think your experience for the kids Absolutely. should be playing in the home of the Huskers if you're yeah. going to make it to Lincoln. Yes, I, I would totally agree with that. I, I never understood that, and I know you're trying to maximize the space of where you can, you know, you can go from this place to this place. And, hey, win a couple games, then you can go to the Pershing, and then the next, you know, if you make it all the way to Saturday, then you can play at, at the Devaney Center or Pinnacle Bank Arena, how it had been in the, in the past. It was just weird covering it. 
and you know going to the gyms and look they and I don't want to take anything away from the Lincoln High Schools. They did a great job, as good as they possibly could, to host it. <laughs> your facilities are your facilities. You can't you know all of a sudden expand something or make it a a, a much bigger exciting atmosphere. You know for state tournament. I mean, you have what you have. So I, I always appreciated the, the work that they put into it. But yeah, as far as the experience was doing, it just it always, to me, came across as very flat. It was just like another Friday or Saturday covering high school basketball in a high school gym. There was nothing that stood out about it, nothing that was special about the experience. Uh, so Britt Prince and Elkhorn North go for the fourth straight. I think she can get as high if they get to the final where they could match up with Scott would be a great game. Uh, she could be the number two all-time leading scorer yep. before she goes off and plays in the same arena that she'll be playing yep. in on a Saturday. Also, I I just uh, went through the projected boys bracket. Uh, Carter Nelson. So Ainsworth has made it to the state tournament. A lot of people on this side of the state haven't seen Carter Nelson, the Nebraska football recruit, play either football or let alone basketball. Uh, that game's at Pinnacle Bank Arena next Thursday. I think there'll be a I think there'll be a pretty large uh, crowd to watch uh, Carter Nelson yeah. play basketball. Yeah, there should be. There'll probably be some people from the football office as well. I would think so. Uh, well, it's something to do. Staff outing. All right. Um, so uh, you know, anything happens down in Lincoln, we'll uh, keep you updated. But uh, great, great night of high school basketball. Really, the last two nights, the district finals uh, across the state. Now we are set for boys and girls state basketball, and yet it's not going to snow this weekend. Yes. Good. You'll be able to go out and shop for your prom dresses and your tuxedos and all that kind of stuff, and your, you won't have to uh, worry about wearing a parka. Your white tux. Yeah. Uh, we do have basketball tonight downtown. Pretty important game for uh, the two teams that are playing, Seton Hall and Creighton. Creighton is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Yep. Got to get a nap in tonight, or today. Oh, that's right. What, what time does the pregame show start? Six. Okay. Which is when the game should start. <laughs> wow. But I'm not going to sleep during the I'm I'm going to take in this game because last time it went three overtimes. I don't think it'll be three overtimes tonight, but it'll be a good game. It's a desperate Seton Hall team, too. Just like uh, you got a desperate St. John's team. But uh, eight and a half. No Colonel I, I actually shoots. like it. I like it. I like Creighton in this one. I'm all in on Creighton. I think they cover. I think they look good in doing so. And again, it's at home. No big, you know, no big surprise that they play their best, obviously. But I, I that that line, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it favors Creighton. I think you'd take Creighton. I think they win by 12 tonight. Yeah. I like them pulling away in this one. Uh, Just an update for uh, Creighton fans. Because you love watching the Fox broadcast, one of uh, Creighton's uh, favorites, Donnie Marshall, is in town to do the game on television tonight. okay. People love Donnie Marshall. (laughs) Love Donnie Marshall. Here, this is the way I look at this game. So this is the way I look at Creighton's week. Uh this is essentially a preview of about three weeks from now where they're going to play a first and second round game. They're going to play a team tonight that is good but doesn't have as much advantages that you have. So it feels like a, I don't know, a four seed that awkwardly is playing uh, an 11 seed because they screwed up and yeah. they don't know how to do the numbers like, oh, well, in the bracket. It's too late. So then it. you go from that. Because, hey, now the Seton Hall's playing well. Seton Hall's, Seton Hall's a dog, man. They're going to come out. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a boxing match. They're going to come out of the ring and they're start throwing haymakers right away. We'll see how long those haymakers last and how quickly Creighton uh, punches back. But then you go from playing a game like that to, and, and tonight will be an extremely physical game. Mm-hmm. It, we'll, we'll be talking tomorrow. If Creighton wins this game, one of the aspects we'll be talking about 
And I'm sure somebody will get triggered and they'll say, oh, who said that Creighton could be physical? Creighton will win the game because they were they matched the physicality of, of Seton Hall. I'm just I'm I'm on record now. That's going to be talked about mm-hmm. tomorrow if Creighton wins this game. Win or lose. But then you go from playing Seton Hall, where again, they're playing well. They're they're physical. They are just on the cusp of the tournament. Yep. So this looks good on their resume, but they got UConn on the weekend. And then you go to playing what would be essentially a if you're a four seed. Let's say you're playing a three seed in Marquette this weekend. So this week is a great little, I don't know, teaser yeah. of uh, the NCAA tournament and what kind of uh, matchups that Creighton could uh, encounter in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's a good point because you're you always get that in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I mean, everyone's kind of desperate when you're double digit seed. You always feel like there's that sort of nothing to lose mentality and. You kind of throw the entire kitchen sink at them, and you know Seton Hall. Look, they've they've won three straight. They look, I mean, they blew the doors off Xavier a couple of weeks back too. And so, it's you're right, Seton Hall with with what they're capable of doing, and the fact that they you know they hung in there with with Creighton and lost that game in three overtimes. Like there, there's a lot about what Seton Hall does from a matchup standpoint, but you do get the feeling that Creighton is is settled in nicely at home. They, I, I, I expect nothing but good quality basketball. Maybe they're pushed a little bit late, but I think they pull away. But then that quick turnaround against Marquette, that's the marquee matchup too. And that's the one that everybody's going to be talking about and, and really trying to get through this game tonight, which I think that this game almost, this is nothing against Seton Hall. This game tonight almost feels like kind of that, that nuisance, that like sort of that, that pesky factor of like, gosh, if we overlook them, it, it could be bad. We can't because Seton Hall's good enough to, to make you pay for that. But I just want to get through this one so we can get to that Marquette game. And then that's kind of the, the showcase. That's kind of like what you would consider your either round of 32 or your Sweet 16 game to see exactly you what really this is going to lead to. That they're, uh, they're overlooking Seton Hall? No, I don't. No, I'm just saying I think that's the, the way the fans are kind of looking at this tonight. Well, I, don't, of, I, don't, I don't know, Nick. I, I think people are very respectful of Seton Hall. Richmond Dawes and, and Davis, man, I, I, they're a good team. They're, they're a good team that took you to, to triple overtime and you needed some miraculous shots or big-time plays to win that game. Yeah. I don't think people are overlooking that. I, I, it'd be easy to get fired up for Shaka, but Seton, yeah. Hall, Seton Hall's the real deal. I keep going back to a Ben Johnson quote that he said in the post game, and I, and I like Ben Johnson from Minnesota. I, I like him a lot. Man, he's such night and day compared to Patino uh, and just how he interacts with people. <laughs> but Ben Johnson's a good dude at Minnesota. Uh, and they And they got a Interesting game tonight in Champaign. But he said after the game, and Minnesota came into Lincoln on Sunday, and they needed to win that basketball game. Right. They needed to continue the momentum that they had, win a game, have it look good on the resume, and build up where they get a good seed in their hometown of playing in the Big Ten tournament, and then try and make a run. And you know what Nebraska did? Uh, Nebraska was able to get out of the slog, and they just kept punching on Minnesota. And yeah. Nebraska was great defensively. But... He made a he made a, a a a comment and a quote that I think applies across the board every single night between now and Selection Sunday, or at least until you get to a conference tournament when all bets might be off. Is that it can't mean more to them than us? He said that about his team, where his team was supposedly coming in desperate. Right. It looked like, and it felt like that that game meant more to Nebraska when it did mean something to Nebraska. But you would think that Minnesota would be off the walls and they would be executing, and that game they would play with urgency and desperation. And it was actually the opposite team. I think about that quote a lot over the next last couple yeah. of days, and I think that applies tonight. 
that if you're Mac and you're looking at, hey, you know, we know what St. John's was. We're coming back home. We got a really, really good team that took us to the limit out in New Jersey. You can't, it can't mean more to them than us. Yeah. Because it does mean something to Creighton. It, it I think ab- so. It absolutely, every game, every game from here on out means something. Whether you're into the metrics or not, whether you're into the vibe, every game means something. And you can't have Seton Hall. That game means more to them than you. Or you're going to be staring at a two-game losing streak, and then you're looking at Marquette on Saturday afternoon, going, "Ooh, okay." Yeah, and and I would say, to me, it feels like people are more excited about the Marquette game. That's why I think you want to get through this one tonight. From the player standpoint, I don't think they can wait to get out there tonight because I think that that's what this team, from a seating standpoint, we've talked about. It's is it going to ultimately have these? From what you do from this point on, I think there's that that small window between maybe a, to a three to a five. I don't think Creighton's going any higher or, or falling any further than that. But I think that what happened on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday with St. John's too, again, this is where you're trying to validate the look. You're trying to validate the, the, the style of play and what you can do on a consistent basis. And I like the, I like the way you put this with <clears throat> having Seton Hall tonight and then having Marquette on, on this weekend where it is almost kind of like a, a little bit more longer drawn out sort of sample size with what you're going to have in the tournament where you're going to have a team that is is capable that you know canary rich richmond is a great player um dawes is a good player you know it, you remember what all those guys were able to contribute in that game that overtime game they clearly had this team's attention don't get me wrong there but try to get that taste out of your mouth from sunday but also be able to still draw off of what you did against uconn which is the best team in the country and i don't think anybody's changing their thoughts on that that already thought that going into that game if you have that feeling of we know what we are at our best, it's you know we've got to look like that again tonight. I have no, absolutely no reservations whatsoever thinking that Creighton is, is going to be ready for this game. I just think from the fan standpoint, tonight to me feels like they just want to get through it because this weekend is the party against Mark. Well, do you think the uh, students will be uh, hostile tonight after the email they got yesterday? Oh, email. I did not know about this email yesterday. Hopefully it wasn't a chain email. So... A little reaction to Danny Hurley after the game, his comments about the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and then all the videos that were shown of him leaving the floor by the student section. Uh, they And, you know, I mean, like we all, we don't like negative attention. So Creighton sent out to the students um, that they will thank you for your support yeah. against UConn, but we may have crossed the line. I mean... Uh, I I don't know. I mean, if you're if you're a big fan of Danny Hurley, yeah, f you, Danny Hurley, probably right. you know probably rubbed you the wrong way. Um, but it was I don't know if you're a student and you got that and you're like, whoa, I just went to that game and I was going nuts and it was a great atmosphere and we were rocking and rolling, and now you're telling me to chill, yeah, just yeah. you know, hey, be no man. I, I think I, you want that to be a hostile yes, environment. You yes, you do. Otherwise, they could say, fine, we'll chill by not going. I, I hopefully that but, but doesn't like it. impact it Marquette. A, it was a, it was a reaction to to, to Danny Hurley. I, yeah, was was anybody even if you are a a staunch Creighton supporter? Yeah, last was week, doing that for Ed were, were you were you offended? Were you offended? Where you were like, oh my god, I can't believe the students were saying that. we're better than this. Saying bad words, it's not no. Very religious I heard enough. absolutely nothing. Jesuit school would lead me to believe people were offended by that. No. So if I'm getting an email like this and I'm a student, I'm like, 
No, 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 no. I'm just going to cheer louder. I'm weighing the chair. I'm bringing the church clothes to the arena tonight. Yeah. I'm bringing my same. We beat UConn's ass clothes, <laughs> and we're going to beat Seton Hall. We're just going to chant the F word. Nothing else. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, UConn. UConn invokes that out of you. Danny Hurley invokes that, and when you're the top dog. Yeah, but do you need to I think, respond I think, to I, it? I think Marquette does no. without question, too. Come on. Was anybody, Hall? was anybody like just, did, did did somebody from UConn write the World Herald no. in the public pulse and complain about the Creighton fans and the Creighton students? I can't imagine UConn is the only place that's been a little bit hostile to. Letter to, to the editor from Danny, Danny Hurley and to, to UConn. I, 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 I can't imagine, don't, don't can't su- imagine that happening. Don't what happened where you did, you stormed the court the yeah. right way. Yes. Just, man. It is they it it there's a there's a this is this is the same sentiment around max dealings which should not be out in the public is anything negative boy they got to squash that that's just it is it's I doubt it came I mean if it, even if it did come from UConn you have to kind of consider the source there too but look. That does not need to be this, hey, we, we act better than this type of thing. We, we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard when it comes to the way we represent. No, be students. Be loud. Be part of the environment. That's, that's college basketball. Yeah. Bring up the email. Bring up the email. You can read the email. Okay. And read it in the voice of Morgan Freeman for effect. <laughs> Where do I go for this thing? Uh, it was all over Your social email. media okay. after it came out. Like, right. Students were posting it, and then there were uh, oh. numerous... Uh, uh, Creighton Twitter accounts that were like, uh, That's a bad okay. One. Let's see here. All right. <laughs> but also on the heels of an email that students get, uh, students are going to ha- be able to use that $10 uh, concession gift card to buy beer tonight. Ah, First nice. 1,000 students. All right. I d- that, it was kind of, it was, that came out, so that email to the students came out, and then shortly they did a video with, Stephen Ashworth saying, hey, first 1,000 students get a $10 uh, concession gift card. <laughs> I was to like, help you I was save like, I was like, hey, that's a singer. Uh, I'm not finding this thing. <sighs> On the Twitter? That's where I'm looking. I'm probably searching wrong or something. I don't know. Uh, is, let me see here. I, did, I I was going to save the screenshot. I'm not sure what I did with it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring it up and you uh, can read it in the next, okay. next segment. Right. But six o'clock tonight, Jimmy will be on with the pregame. Eight o'clock uh, tip off. Creighton is an eight and a half point favorite. Uh, Shaheen Holloway, who, who's the coach of the year in the Big East? They were, they were, pre-se- they were preseason 11th and they're knocking on the door mm-hmm. uh, to get in the NCAA tournament. And right now it's a crapshoot. Outside of three locks, on who's going to get in from the Big East, they could they could get as many as six. But is he the is he in his second year the coach of the year in the Big East? Yeah, if you're hell of a job looking at the teams that came back. We were talking about this with the Big Ten. You start looking at teams that were picked to finish lower in the conference that have overachieved. Uh, I would put Gene Holloway right up there with the coaches probably overachieved the most right now. Ah, uh, there it is. You got it. Yeah. Okay, re, uh, you can read it. So this was. This was sent to the students yesterday at Creighton after uh, the last home game against UConn. Dear students, last Tuesday, the positive engagement and passion that made the Creighton community proud during our men's basketball contest against the University of Connecticut was exuberant. University of who? Connecticut. (laughs) 
However, that <laughs> oh, excitement no, was sullied, sullied. Oh no! By negative interactions with visiting student athletes, coaches, and game officials—not the officials—we were disappointed to witness this unacceptable, unsportsmanlike behavior from our student section, including flagrant, profane language, lewd gestures, gestures, oh, and comments that were directed towards our guest. These actions do not reflect who we are as a university and will not be tolerated. Blue Jay fans are the best in the country, but this means our home courts should be a challenging place to play, not a hostile place to visit. Moving forward, let us still be loud, enthusiastic, and fervent in our support of student-athletes in Creighton University while also continuing to represent the highest ideals of our great university and remain guided by a sense of respect for others before, during, and after each game. Click it or ticket. That is from the Vice that, Provost think, of I, Student Life. I don't think click it or ticket was on there. Uh, but it's, it. it's good advice. It's the it end of the month. Ticket. So yeah. if I'm a student, I get that. I'm like, hey, hey no, 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 no. I got some no. words. Now, there is a, there is a rumor on the street. Uh, I don't know how uh, true this or not, that a little bit of fallout from the UConn game is that the, some of the Blue Crew members got in trouble. What? The striped no. people? No. They have sheets that tell you exactly how you're supposed to represent as a... A student section member. I thought they are nice. Yeah, they are. They're very nice. They don't use bad words. Whoa, a blue a blue crew member crossed the line. Possibly. Oh no. Possibly. What Good. are we hey, doing? I'm I'm pro Creighton student tonight. Let I it, am too. Let it rip. Yeah. Get there early. Get your ten dollar concession card. Get a beer and just go at it. It's also, eight o'clock at night. You're not going to go to class tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Just it, it. You have two home. You have two more home games with this collection of talent. Against uh, good teams. Let it let it rip. How many, let it fly, if you will. Yeah. How, I'm, how, hey, how many students replied all to that email they got I, yesterday? I, exactly. I, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm really. I'm, that would be awesome. I really want to know. At what yeah. point, reply all. And, what are you doing with Mac? Where's the extension? Yeah, they should. In fact, I encourage that. If you I'm haven't done that in. yet, do it now. I, like, at what point after that game were people talking about, boy, Man, that student section was classless. The only people oh, that were boy. were the people that traveled here from Connecticut. Right. I'm that, sorry. That is a reaction to Danny Hurley. That that's just my read on it. That's most hostile cities: you, New York, Omaha. I mean, they're the same. You you don't want to? Okay, maybe you don't I mean, want to call gonna, it a hostile environment, but that's what you want. What are you gonna uh, you gonna get fired up with uh, Shaheen? He's a nice guy. Yeah, it's tough to find stuff. Other than, his, other than his voice, yeah. I mean, there's a like, like he's yeah. he's a nice guy, and you're like, mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys live in New Jersey, and we don't. <laughs> That'll All show right. him. Uh, Matt D. Marinas will uh, join gosh. us from White Blue Review coming up at uh, eight. Uh, his thoughts on tonight's game between Creighton and uh, Seton Hall and the stretch run in the Big East, and also uh, uh, the Creighton women demolished Xavier last night at uh, Sokol to close out their. Uh, home season, so Matt will stop by at 8. So Brandon good. Vogel in his uh, same spot, coming up at uh, 940 from uh, counterread.com. Uh, we got lots to discuss, a lot of basketball, good night of hoops last night, and also a 59-foot heave at the buzzer in the NBA. Best way to have a walk-off victory in sports. Was that it? Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.